talking with Dr. Sandra Steingraber, who is a senior scientist at the Science and Environmental Health uh, Network. And recently, uh, Dr. Steingraber was involved in uh, releasing uh, a new compilation of uh, studies about the uh, dangers of fracking. New York, of course, technically, uh, you know, banned fracking, I think, in uh, 2015, but as we get a lot of frack gas still coming into the state. So, uh, Dr. Steingraber, welcome, and um, maybe just a brief introduction as to what was this report about and, and what were the groups behind it? Yeah, hi, hi, Mark. Pleasure to talk with you today. I am um, the senior scientist at the Science and Environmental Health Network, and um, more specifically within that uh, project is a, a program called Concerned Health Professionals of New York, of which I'm a co-founder. And we, the sort of origin story here is that we began um, as a group of scientists and health professionals 10 years ago when our previous governor was trying to decide whether to prohibit or permit fracking and we set to work compiling the risks and harms of fracking in the peer-reviewed scientific literature so that our elected officials in the governor's office could see an independent compilation of the data but also so that people in the southern tier and other places that were going to get fracked first would know exactly what risks and harms they were being asked to um who are being compelled to kind of bear. And we were pleased that our research um, findings aligned completely with the uh, the group of health professionals that the governor himself had put together. So we reached identical conclusions. And on that basis, as most New Yorkers will remember, I think in December 2014, fracking was banned. But now we've continued with that compendium project. It's now its ninth edition. And uh, my message today is that New Yorkers are really not protected yet from the dangers of fracking because the even though we don't frack in New York, the terminus of the fracking pipeline, which starts in the shale fields of Pennsylvania somewhere, it ends up in our homes, right? In our kitchens even, um, where we turn on the gas in our gas stoves. Um, where the whoosh of our furnace kicks on and so on. And so we're looking at the health risk created by the indoor air pollution from combusting fracked gas inside of our homes. And people may remember it was a big fight in uh, the Sheridan Hollow neighborhood because Governor Cuomo had wanted to add on uh, two new fracked gas turbines uh, at the uh, Sheridan Avenue steam plant to power the uh, state uh, capital and a uh, big fight about that and that was stopped people still trying to get 100 percent renewable capital to sh finally shut down this plant that's been polluting the neighborhood for over a century but what are some of the problems that uh, the report identifies you know with the use of natural gas and, and people's homes here in new york state well, I'm glad you um, brought up those other projects because indeed there are health effects and climate effects associated with every stage of the fracking pipeline. And that includes the literal pipelines that crisscross New York and the compressor stations that push the, that gas through the pipelines. And so there are um, very important citizen battles over um, pipelines. And, and now we have this emerging data showing the harm to people inside their own homes. So the data are very clear that um, nitrogen dioxide, which is created when um, natural gas is burned inside your home, reaches levels that are, would be illegal out, if it were in your outdoor air. And nitrogen dioxide is a really interesting um, air pollutant because it's not actually created by the burning of natural gas. It's 
not a combustion byproduct per se. It's because the heat of a natural gas flame is so high, it burns the air around it, causing nitrogen and oxygen to combine. That uh, chemical turns out to be not very water soluble, which is bad for us because it means that our nasal passages can't help us, can't protect us, and, and it goes deep into our lungs where it turns into nitrogen, um, where it turns into uh, nitric acid which is uh, associated with inflammation, wheezing, and triggers asthma, causes asthma and makes asthma attacks worse. So we know in New York State, we've run the numbers um, that almost one in every five children who have asthma in New York State, it's attributable to the use of gas stove in the kitchens and that kids who live in homes with gas stoves have much higher rates of asthma than other kids. And of course, this is an environmental justice issue um, because in um, lower income, housing, houses are smaller, and often families need to rely on their gas stoves for supplemental heat. So uh, the heating problem that we have in New York and the, and the gas stove problem are not uh, unrelated. So I understand there is some uh, legislation pending in New York that would uh, address this problem. Can you maybe describe the legislation and, you know, is the governor and the legislature likely to move on it this session? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel really hopeful, and I was very happy that when we released the ninth edition of the compendium in a press conference last week that um, several uh, senators and assembly members in Albany stood with us scientists um, to let the uh, New Yorkers know that, in fact, there is legislation that they're, that they're co-sponsoring. Um, and so, for example, um, the New York Heat Act um, would help transition us off of um, fracked gas inside of our homes and and uh, provide incentives for electrification, and that um, that bill has passed the uh, Senate and needs uh, as assembly members. So um, so the co-sponsors of that bill came forward, and and I I believe that the science that we offer can inform that political process and um, help it gain some traction. Now, I understand also one of the problems with, with natural gas is, is tied into the leaking of, of, of methane and that methane as a greenhouse uh, gas is actually 82 times more potent, at least short term, the first 20 years than, than uh, carbon. Is leakage of, um, you know, natural gas uh, a, a problem in terms of climate in New York still? Yeah, absolutely. And so methane leaks at every stage of the fracking process. It's just an escape artist. And um, that means that it leaks inside our homes, even when our gas ovens are turned off, and it leaks into outdoor air. So we, we focus a lot on gas stoves because in the compendium, because um, unlike gas furnaces or gas water heaters, for example, there's no requirement in the building codes to vent the emissions to the outdoor air. So they build up inside of our, our kitchens and create these harms and risks for asthma. Um, but uh, it's important to say, as you point out, that even um, our gas-fired furnaces and, and um, hot water heaters, which do vent to the outside air, uh, th that doesn't mean those emissions go away. That just means that that nitrogen dioxide um, the benzene that is a combustion byproduct from burning natural gas, and then methane itself is leaked into the outside air where it contributes to our overall outdoor air pollution, um, but also contributes not insignificantly to um, greenhouse gases and the, and the climate crisis. So for all those reasons, 
you know, we know we have technology um, to to get away from this kind of primitive practice of lighting fossil fuels on fire inside of our own homes. Um, we've got heat pumps. I've got one operating in my house right now. So my house is completely electrified and off of, um, I'm not burning any fossil fuels inside my home. My air quality is better. Um, I save money on, on heat. So we just have these technologies that are better, um, but we need to help incentivize them. We need policies um, to help uh, the transformation happen. So in the last um, you know, minute or so, um, you know, what can people do at this point, both to you know, take action in their own homes, but you know, support statewide policies? And if people want to see this report, is there a website someplace? Yeah, I mean, science is one part of of social change, right? I think that science needs to inform the way forward, but there's no substitute for creating a social movement um, to compel these changes. The, the gas industry is very uh, powerful politically and is trying to prevent this transformation. So we all need to get involved in the political process uh, in an informed way. So I we have uh, uploaded this compendium, which is a fully referenced um, f f open access peer reviewed monograph um, written in plain English. I did my best not to load it up with a lot of jargon. And it's on our website. You know, with the way I find it, I just Google fracking compendium and it pops right up. But our website is concernedhealthny.org. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Uh, Sandra Steingrainberg, uh, Senior Scientist at Science and Environmental Health Network. And this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.